Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. A few minutes ago, we heard in John's Gospel, the Palm Sunday procession reading, from the prophet Zechariah these words Fear not, daughter of Zion. Behold, your king is coming, sitting on a donkey's colt. So, Zion, the people of God, is called to fear not. And you know what? God actually means it when he says it. Jesus goes forward steadfast toward the shame of the cross. So God did not save us to be afraid of what is to come. God saved us in Christ to be confident and unafraid because we know what Christ has accomplished for us. We know what we have in him now, and we know the promise of what is to come. Palm Sunday today looks forward to the week ahead. There's great suffering to be sure. But this is your redemption as Jesus takes our place and atones for what we cannot. He's headed for the cross. Jesus knows it. He knows what's going to happen in a few days. He knows the cost that will be paid. But he still goes. He goes as the lamb uncomplaining forth, bearing the guilt of sinners, bearing your guilt. He goes as a man of sorrows and love for his people. His mind is set on your redemption and he will accomplish it at the cost of his own life. So God calls you to have the mind of Christ. In the epistle reading, he says, Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men and being found in human form. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross. So that mind of Christ, which is to be your mind, is humility. It's to look outside of yourself, setting your mind and heart on the things of God, loving him with your whole mind, soul, and strength, and loving your neighbor as yourself. Your mind is to be his mind. So going through this life, then, what that looks like is that you fix your eyes on Jesus. You find rest in him. You see where he goes, and, he, and you follow. You place your trust in the one who emptied himself so that you are redeemed from sin, death, and the devil. And all of that's yours. Your burden has been borne for your sin, and you're righteous before the throne of God. And that's how you go through this world. That's the mind that you have. So it's lived in this reality of who you are in Christ and what you have in him. Jesus was heading towards death as he rode through the streets. But what's next Sunday? It's Easter Sunday. Death could not hold the Son of God as he rose from the grave. And you see, baptized into Christ, that's the same for you. So yes, each and every day, each and every breath that you take right now, You are very much closer to the grave than you were even when you came into this building. But know that your grave stands open. Easter is always and always will be your future. So this past year has been something in many ways, and at times the temptation has been great to forget all of this, or to lose sight of it, or just to push it into the back corner, to take what we have in Christ and replace it with the fear of men, a virus, politicians, or death. And rather than confessing that we believe we have eternal life and that God actually will raise our bodies from the dead, 
we're tempted to live in a way that confesses the opposite, to grow weary and tired like the apostles, who, as Jesus told them to stay awake and pray, to close our eyes, get tired and rest. It's been easy to get caught up in the things that we think living here and now is the greatest good, or that our country is a measure of God's work and faithfulness, that we are the end-all, be-all, or that we should place our trust in human wisdom and rulers, and that there is no greater danger than death, and it is our enemy. But that's not what the scriptures teach us about life lived in this world as the people of God, as the daughter of Zion. The Bible shows us there are far more deadly things than death, that God alone is to be feared because he alone can rightly send us to eternal condemnation and suffering in hell. You know, we've been talking a lot about asbestos here at the church. The word that's used oftentimes in association with the, uh, hell in the Bible is the word asbestos, where we get that word from. And after seeing all the stuff that, that it's causing us to upheaval in the church, you can see that connection. And likewise, God tells us in his word, if one loves the world, if one loves the world, if our heart is loving the things of this world, it means the love of the Father is not in him. And Jesus says, whoever loves his life will lose it. These are not the way of walking with God by faith, hearing and keeping God's word, for these things lose sight of who God is and what he has done. It's the mind of men, not the mind of Christ. Our minds are to be what God tells us. What does God tell us? Fear not, daughter of Zion. Behold, your king is coming, sitting on a donkey's colt. So when you are tempted by the devil, by the world, by your own fallen flesh, to fear or forget the promises of God and tell those things, that that is not the mind of Christ. You are a Christian. You're redeemed from those things. Now, right after the Palm Sunday session reading in John's Gospel, some Greeks come to Philip and say, Sir, we wish to see Jesus. And what a confession and example for us to always have on our hearts. That long reading today in the Passion account from Matthew, we heard those things. We saw Jesus. On Good Friday, we hear from John and throughout this week, in between, it's appointed to hear Mark's account, Luke's account. It's good to hear these things, not only because it does it remind us of our Lord's work, but it actually gives you what Jesus has done. When you hear those words of suffering and death, you see your, what your sin has brought about. That's because of you, why Jesus goes through those things. But you see that it's God in the flesh who did humble himself to fulfill God's law and perfect obedience to the Father, and to suffer the wages of your sin, paying the price you deserve under God's wrath. That great hymn of the day says it. Yes, Father, yes, most willingly. He goes. So hearing these things, thinking about this holy week, make use of your baptism where you hear these words of God, and know every single word that you hear and see written in those scriptures, it's all done for you. So see Jesus today riding on, in majesty and lowly pomp, riding on to die for you. See him on the cross and behold your salvation. See that it has been done and the resurrection from the dead proclaims this victory is won and that it's yours. These accounts from the gospels orient you and your mind, your life towards the future. And you see your life lived now with all of that in view.
So think about that then. Or as St. Paul writes in Romans 8, What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also with him graciously give us all things? So believe that. Believe those words. And ask yourself daily, If God is for me, who can be against me? And the answer is before you today and this whole week. Is God for you? Well, the Father did not spare his own Son, but gave him up for us all. Is that for you? You are baptized into Christ, and it's all been given to you. So the future is certain. Your future is known because Jesus has accomplished your salvation. So fear not, daughter of Zion. He came, riding on a donkey. He went to the cross. He rose from the dead. What a wonderful thing to behold this mind of Christ for you and what he gives you, which casts out all fear, which rises to each day that the Lord grants you, knowing that the day is coming when you will rise from your grave and forever be with him. So greet your humble king who rides on in majesty to die. Wave the palms, cry out, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, even the king of Israel, because he truly has come and he's here now. Blessed indeed is he, blessed are you, dear Zodder of Dian, fear not. Rest easy in him. See him riding forth. The king is here. You are his, now and forever. Amen.